Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. And ask God to bless us as we join together in our hearts. Dear gracious Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your wonderful word. And we praise you for the blessings of of being able to hear uh, your voice in our life through the study and the application of your word. And Father, we pray that you would bless us as we seek to... Uh, to understand and know uh, your will and desire for our life. Lord, help us to hear your direction. Lord, teach us this evening as we open your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This past week, uh, I had uh, many opportunities to go and visit with people in the hospital. And uh, one acquaintance that I have uh, there at work at Tyson uh, uh, had his mother to pass away and one of the things that many times helps people to to comfort them when they uh, think about someone passing away is to think about the fact that uh, their uh, loved one uh, is no longer experiencing any of the pain and the difficulties and the struggles of of this life and and many times uh, it's comforting for them to imagine that loved one and that uh, uh, person they care about so much uh, free of that pain and uh, able to uh, walk the streets of, of God's heaven and and to rejoice at seeing family members and rejoice at seeing uh, their Savior face to face. And one of the things I've often thought about when talking about this kind of issue with uh, someone is is uh, how I would react when I would see uh, Jesus face to face for the first time and how I would uh, desire to uh, throw myself at his feet and worship him and how I would uh, desire to uh, just to, to wrap my arms around him and and love him and and uh, share in that love that he has for me and uh, a part of me also uh, has a desire to to just simply gaze in his eyes and to see the love that must emanate from him and and I, I imagine at some point in that time I would uh, finally uh, get up the courage to sit and, and you know, I, I, I feel like uh, uh, God's love for us and, and, and His love uh, demonstrated in Jesus Christ, it, it uh, must be uh, that He must spend an awful long time with those who first uh, uh, arrive in heaven after they pass away and and uh, I would work up the courage finally to ask some of the, the questions that burned in my heart and, and the questions that I've always wondered as to uh, only that only he could answer. And I don't know why I'm standing over here. There's nobody over there. Um, but uh, I, I, would, I would sit there and I would ask all these burning questions that I've never been able to really understand fully about uh, all that God has created and all that God has done. And 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 is revealed to us in his word and i think one of the top questions i would have is why lord why 
Do we have gnats? And I, <laughs> Lord, why, what good is a gnat? And why does it always feel like it needs to get into my ears? We have, that's a burning question I have, especially this time of the year is when those gnats just, uh, but I, I, you know, there's many other things that I uh, ponder and I wonder. And one of the things that, that we truly uh, need to, to learn and to understand and to know is, is the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. And we've been discussing that at some length and we've been talking about uh, how the Holy Spirit is, is a part of the Trinity and the Holy Spirit is uh, a, a person of the Trinity just as much as Jesus Christ is and just as much as God the Father is. And Many times we do the Holy Spirit a disservice by uh, not uh, worshiping Him and, and, uh, and we often run into uh, a very... Uh, shaky ground as to not uh, attributing to the Holy Spirit all that He does and, and taking away from the Holy Spirit the, the, uh, the power and the import that He has in our life. And, and uh, uh, we're going to continue in our study and our look at, at uh, the, Spirit of, uh, the Holy Spirit and God's Spirit in our life. And, and if you'll turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, that will be the, uh, the focus of our study in terms of, of Scripture this evening. And, uh, but as you're turning to Romans chapter 8, I want you to understand something uh, that's very important for us to, to grasp and to really uh, to see in, in our understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. When uh, uh, God the Father sent His Holy Son to come and to dwell in this uh, earth of ours. He became uh, a God in flesh. And, and the Son of God uh, emptied of Himself uh, His glory. The glory that, uh, that He experienced throughout all of eternity past up until that point. The glory of Jesus Christ, uh, of course, He was uh, God the Son, uh, that He experienced all of that, uh, the glory. He emptied Himself of that, and He subjected, uh, subjected Himself to the will of the Father and the direction of the Holy Spirit. And it's seen clearly in God's Word. Uh, it's seen clearly in uh, Scripture that... Uh, uh, and keep your finger in Romans chapter 8, but if you want to follow with me in other places, turn with me to Luke real quick. While you got your finger in Romans 8, and I know we hadn't even looked at that yet, uh, but go back and, and look at Luke chapter 8, and it says uh, that as... Um, this, uh, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree, and this is the, the story of... of uh, the birth of Jesus Christ, but before that, uh, and uh, we had uh, before Jesus is uh, born in the manger. In Luke chapter one, we have the discourse between Mary and the angel that comes and uh, professes to her that she's going to have a child, and uh, it says that 
then Mary said in verse 34 of chapter 1, Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing that I know no man? And he, she's talking about how am I going to, how am I supposed to get pregnant? How am I supposed to have a child if I've never been with a man? And the angel answered, verse 35, and said unto her, What? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, and therefore also the holy things which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And so what we see here is from the very beginning in Luke's, in Luke's account that he, uh, the explanation to Mary is, is the way in which you will be, uh, have a child, the way in which the, uh, uh, the Son of God will come into this world is that the Holy Spirit will hover over thee the Holy Spirit shall come upon thee and you'll have a child at, upon, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that's the first instance. Then when we get on here to Luke chapter 2 that you were looking at, um, uh, in verse 21 it says, And when eight, uh, eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child... Uh, his name was called Jesus, uh, which they uh, the name uh, was the name that was given uh, by the angel. And then it says later after that that they were going into uh, uh, after that to uh, the tabernacle to the temple. And as the child's growing and and uh, into his uh, his life as uh, a, uh, it says that. At the end of chapter 2, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Uh, that uh, this is after uh, Jesus was 12 years old. He goes to the uh, temple with uh, his parents and uh, he's, uh, he stays there and he... Uh, they're astonished by his answers in verse 47, and they, uh, they, uh, Mary and Joseph finally come, uh, find him, and they says, "Why have you uh, uh, done this? We've been looking for you, and we're sorrowful." And he says, "How is it that you uh, sought me? Wist not uh, ye not that I must be about my Father's business?" Jesus, uh, his awareness of the fact that he is uh, the. Uh, uh, God the Son is throughout His life, throughout His existence, from this point all the way through His life, He is aware that uh, he is, He's not just a typical child. He is God in human flesh. And so He is different from other children. He's not uh, the same. It's, and the Bible tells us that He is... Uh, that he increases in stature with God and man, and uh, all throughout uh, his life he is different. And when he makes his appearance back in uh, life, uh, some thirty years later, we see that Jesus in the next chapter that Jesus is uh, uh, comes and he is uh, baptized by John in the Jordan River, right? And the Bible tells us what that uh, after Jesus comes up out of the water, says the heavens depart, uh, uh, open up, there's a voice that says, what? This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And so we have an affirmation of God the Father 
from heaven. Then it says that the Spirit of God descended upon him as a dove. Now, I want you to understand something. There is no dove in this uh, scene here. It says the Spirit descends upon him like a dove. This is a metaphor. This is an uh, allusion as to how uh, the Spirit of God lighted upon him uh, as he is coming up out of the water. It's not saying that the people saw a dove. The people saw the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus. And he alighted upon him. Uh, but, you know, a dove is a nice symbol of the Spirit of God. It's a nice uh, way of, of considering the Spirit of God. But uh, we have throughout his life, uh, Jesus also going through his ministry, and he prays to God. He prays that God would direct him. He prays that God would allow him to heal someone. He prays that God would, uh, uh, before he... Uh, uh, shares the food uh, with the 5,000. He prays over it and he asks God to bless it. And, and what this is, is Jesus not asking God to perform the miracle like a prophet would, like Elijah uh, prayed to God on Mount Carmel and asked God to rain down fire from heaven. That's not what uh, Jesus is doing. But rather, uh, Jesus is submitting himself to the power of God. He's submitting himself to the direction of the Holy Spirit. He's submitting himself as a means of showing his obedience to God the Father and his willingness to follow after uh, the direction of God. And so what we see is throughout the life of Jesus, we see his, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit uh, working and moving in his life and directing his life throughout his ministry upon the earth. And it's not that Jesus uh, is powerless. It's not that Jesus is directionless. It's not that that Jesus needs to be told what is coming and what's going to happen. It's, I'm not saying any of that, but rather that he is subjecting himself to the power and the authority of God the Father. Uh, and we see that all the way up to uh, his crucifixion uh, all the way through his cru crucifixion. In fact, and remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays to God and he says to God uh, uh, that God would remove this cup, but not my will, but thy will be done. This again is, is Jesus Christ demonstrating his uh, uh, willingness to allow God the Father to direct his pathway. And he's showing an example to us of how we should live. He's showing an example of the fact that he is, the Bible tells us that he is subjected himself to that of a servant. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's subjecting himself and putting himself in the place of a servant uh, under the leadership and direction of the Holy Spirit and God the Father. And so uh, what we see is uh, the important role that the Holy Spirit has in the life of Jesus uh, as he was here upon this earth, his earthly ministry. And we see uh, in Romans where Paul is, is giving direction and discourse on uh, how uh, we should live uh, in the power and the direction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it says in verse 3 of chapter 8, uh, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh for, uh, and for sins, condemning sin in the flesh. Uh, 
that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. He's saying, first of all, that once we uh, uh, come to the understanding and, and realization that Jesus Christ gave of Himself as a sacrifice for us and that He sacrificed as a, uh, uh, Himself to take away our sins, we come to the understanding and the realization, first of all, that we are not subject to God under the law anymore, but that we are under the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, that we don't walk in the flesh according to the law, but we walk in the Spirit. This is the first aspect of how Paul is saying that this is how the Spirit uh, works in our life, that we are given direction and course in our life, that we are given liberty from our sins, that we are uh, given uh, direction and, and uh, we are given the pathway of our life, not in the law, but in the direction and the course of uh, the Spirit of God in our life. And so this is, the, this is why it's so, so important for us to understand the role of God's Holy Spirit in our life and to realize how important it is for us to have uh, an open communion with God and that He would direct us and that God's Holy Spirit would uh, move in our life. He says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. And so we need to understand that if we're a child of God, if, we're a, uh, if we want to follow the direction and guidance of God, that we need to allow God's Holy Spirit to work in us, that we need to allow His Holy Spirit to have uh, a direction in our, uh, to direct our life as we uh, live for Him. For to be uh, carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God, but it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but are uh, but in the spirit. And so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of, of righteousness. And so we see that God's Holy Spirit not only uh, gives us our liberty and, and freedom from sin, gives us uh, a liberation from the, 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 uh, the shackles of the law, as Paul is putting it, the the uh, uh, he says the flesh is carnal, so it needs the law. But when we are when we become a child of God, we are no longer under the law, but under the Spirit of God. That we are no longer at the direction and the and the guidance of the law, but under the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. When we give our heart and life to God, we no longer need to. Uh, 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 he, it's almost as if Paul is saying, look, the law is there to direct you to an understanding 
And this is what he's saying. You need to understand that the law is there to help you to understand that you need a Savior, that you can't uh, save yourself in your own actions. There's no one that can live up to the law of, uh, that God has given us. There's not a one of those things that we uh, see in uh, the law that we can abide by and keep because we are carnal in the flesh. We are in the flesh. And Jesus even came along uh, to the Pharisees and Sadducees and says, oh, I'm able to keep all the law. I'm able to do everything. And Jesus says, wait a minute. If you've uh, lusted after your uh, uh, neighbor's wife, you've already committed adultery within your heart. If you have enmity with your brother, if you uh, hate your brother, you've already murdered him within your heart. If you covet your neighbor's uh, uh, possessions you've already stolen those things within your heart and jesus was trying to help us to understand that it's not just simply the letter of the law that we need to understand but uh, that we need to live by but that if we have done any of those things within our heart we've already committed that sin uh, as if we've done it physically with uh, but we've done that within our heart and so we need to understand that there's not a one of us that can live by the law Uh, And once we come to that realization and realize that we need a Savior, then the Spirit of God begins to work in us. The Spirit of God transforms us. The Spirit of God uh, 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 begins to work within us to change us and to make us and mold us into the creation that God desires for us to be. And so the Holy Spirit begins to move and work within us. And once we become a child uh, child of God, that we are no longer... Uh, at enmity with God, but rather that we are a part of uh, the family of God because of the Spirit of God working within us. You're not of flesh, he says in verse 9, but you are of the Spirit. And if you're of the Spirit, then the Spirit of God dwells within you and you dwell with and you live by the Spirit of Christ uh, that lives within you. And so we are a part of the body of Christ. And in verse 10 it says, if we're in Christ, then our body is dead to sin. But if we live in the Spirit, we are in life uh, because of the righteousness that He brings to us. And we are given life because of the the work of the Holy Spirit within us. God's Holy Spirit brings us uh, uh, the uh, righteousness that God demands of us and and brings about righteousness within our life so that we can live as Christ would have us to live, so that we can be uh, uh, the people that God desires for us to be. Now, let's keep looking at this. It says in verse 11, it says, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth within you. He says if if the Spirit of God rose Jesus from the dead and He dwells within you, it quickens us. What does it mean to quicken us? Well, there's a lot of things that that quickening can mean. Uh, Quickening uh, means to give life. Quickening can mean that that He takes a a dead uh, body, a dead carnal body, of flesh that's dead in sin and brings life to it by uh, causing us to be uh, alive in the Spirit of God. It also means that that uh, uh, that when we are in our flesh and before we have Jesus Christ in our life, that we're destined to die uh, an eternal death. 
But when we accept Jesus Christ into our life, the Holy Spirit quickens us, brings us to life, gives us life so that now we have eternal life. So not only does He uh, bring us life at uh, the point in which we uh, gain salvation, but He gives us life that bring, gives us eternal life and, and continues to cause us to, uh, to be alive in Christ. Therefore, brethren, verse 12... We are debtors not in the, uh, to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, uh, if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. The next thing that the Spirit does is He allows us through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit to put to death the things that we used to uh, do in our flesh. You have people that come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. All of a sudden, they begin to be different, a different person. They're no longer the same person. You have some people say, well, I have a hard time uh, getting rid of this and this and this. I used to cuss and steal and, and uh, run with those who are uh, a bad character and, and go out and do all kinds of bad things on the weekends. And they try and eliminate all those things before they come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, thinking they have to get their life right with, uh, with God before they can accept Christ. And the thing they need to understand is, is that it's, Jesus, it's the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in us that puts to death all those things. Our desire to do all those bad things of cussing and stealing and, and uh, carousing and doing all kinds of bad things in our life that gives us the power to, to, to put those things to death, those things that are in our flesh, the things that, that we know that we shouldn't do, the things that uh, we uh, uh, struggle with. Listen, as Christians, we all struggle with sin. We all struggle with, uh, with things that have always been a burden to us, a sinful uh, attitude, a sinful behavior that we've had uh, most of our life. We all struggle with those things and, and we all wonder how is it that we can get rid of these things. It's the Holy Spirit. Paul says it's, it's the Holy Spirit that quickens us and gives us life, but also can help us put to death those things in our life that we uh, that are of the flesh, the things that we shouldn't be a part of, the things that we shouldn't be engaging in, those things that we struggle with as Christians. Uh, we're being told here that it's the Holy Spirit that can give us liberty from those things. Uh, if we live by the flesh, then we'll die. But if we live through the Spirit, uh, we will live. And for as many as you are led by the Spirit of God, verse 14, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage against fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit uh, next gives us not only life, but it also... The Holy Spirit also, He also brings us into the family of God, makes us a child of God, makes us a child of God to the point where we can cry out to God like a, a child does to uh, his father or mother and cries out, Abba, Father, uh, we are adopted into the family of God, not just simply given liberty and, and given redemption of sin, but we are given uh, that, that close relationship with God. 
And it is the Holy Spirit that does that. He brings us into adoption with uh, God. The Spirit itself heareth witness uh, with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. And if, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. And so Paul's uh, whole discourse throughout here are all the benefits of the Holy Spirit, all the things that the Holy Spirit does in the life of a Christian, does in our life as a child of God. And we need to understand that it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we are uh, that we are called to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that we are uh, uh, convicted of our sinfulness that we are brought to a saving grace of Jesus Christ through the uh, power of the Holy Spirit that we are changed and transformed that we're renewed that we go from death to life through the power of the Holy Spirit it is the power of the Holy Spirit that changes us and makes us into the people that we need to be by walking in the Spirit and then uh, that we are also made children of the King, that we are made children of God, that we are brought into the family of God, adopted into the family of God. What a wonderful thing. What a glorious thing to realize that through that relationship with God, through that relationship with Him, it it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit working in us, moving in us, changing us. So that's, that also helps us to understand why it's so important to live a life that is free of sin, that we need to do our utmost to keep uh, away from tempt, uh, when we're tempted to stay away from sin. Why? Well, God, uh, uh, when we sin, that places a, uh, a barrier between us and God. It places a distance between us and God. God, the Holy Spirit, is the same way God's Holy Spirit uh, works and moves in our life. And God's, God's Holy Spirit, He's not able to, to work in us. He's not able to uh, convict us. He's not able to, uh, to motivate us and move us and to guide us if we have sin in our life, when we allow sin to, to lay dormant in our life, then we are, it's like putting on, uh, 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 at work we've got these uh, people that wear these big uh, 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 noise cancelers uh, in the workplace because there's a lot of machinery, a lot of noise going on in there. And uh, you have to get right up next to a person to be able to talk to them. And you have to almost scream in their ear, even though their ear's covered with that a noise counselor, counselor, counselor. Uh, even though you're, uh, they're wearing it. If you shout right next to their ear, they can sometimes hear it a little bit, and. That's how the Holy Spirit is when we allow sin in our life. It's like uh, we put on those, uh, those headphones, those uh, uh, mufflers, those noise ca- cancelers, and it's hard for us to hear the direction, the movement of the Holy Spirit in our life. It's hard for us to hear His urging in our life. It's hard for us to, to, to see the, play, uh, the opportunities that God opens up for us to minister for Him and serve Him. We begin to only think of ourselves. We only think of our own fleshly thing, uh, things going on in our life. We begin to be so focused on our own desires, our own uh, 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 appetites of the flesh that we no longer allow the, the Spirit of God 
to, to influence our life and to speak to us. And He's no longer able to, to move us in the direction that He has desire for us. And He has to continue to work on us and He has to continue to convict us of those sins. And when you begin to feel bad about those things that you've done, you begin to feel conviction about those things, that's the Holy Spirit working in your life to help you to, to, to come to repenting, understanding uh, an understanding of repentance in your life and to turn back to God so that His voice can be clear to you and He can work and move in your life and cause you to see the opportunities that he that God has for you to see the direction that God would have you to go to see the the growth that he would have you to grow in your life growing closer to Christ and so what we need uh, to do is we need to be mindful of the work of the whole, uh, God's spirit in our life the holy spirit uh, moving us and urging us and guiding us to live according to his will and desire let's pray Dear gracious Father, Lord, we thank You so much that You provide for us the Counselor, the mighty God, Your Holy Spirit, to influence us and to work within us and to guide us and to move us. So Lord, we praise You and thank You for uh, the blessing of having a relationship with Your Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to... to uh, Feel the conviction and the, and the move to uh, recommit our lives to you, to, to repent of our sinfulness so that you, that you might speak to our hearts and guide us to growth, guide us to maturity, guide us to walking in your spirit that we might live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.